Well, welcome back to another of my Saturday Coffee Clashes with Heather Lofthouse, my colleague at Inequality Media Civic Action. Hello. And my former student. True. So grab a cup of coffee and uh, pull up a chair. Heather, this is quite a week. Here we are. Uh, well, I, you know, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, let me just begin with her. If Please. I, if you mind. Don't, I don't mind. mind, and I would actually like it. Tell I us. Mean, I mean, I have worked with Nancy Pelosi off and on over the years, and I have had my differences. You know, she's not perfect, and I'm not perfect. I was going to say, what's the next <laughs> sentence there? Um, but uh, let's be very, very clear. She is a powerhouse. She has done, um, she's done more in her position than uh, probably any speaker since, well, Sam Rayburn, mm -hmm. uh, if you're looking for a Democratic Speaker of the House, uh, who has distinguished himself or herself. Uh, she, you know, uh, it's not just that she stood up to Trump, and she did stand up to Trump, and everybody, everybody remembers when she uh, took his speech mm. to the State of the Union in 2020 and ripped it up oh, in front yes. of everybody. Uh, but uh, we also now know how she reacted with extraordinary um, practicality and calm uh, in, in in chaos during that raid during the attack on the on the house. We we have that kind of uh, we have the information. Yeah. We have the the video. January six on January six. Um, we also know just how strong and tough she was in terms of getting the Affordable Care Act through. You know, Rahm Emanuel, uh, who at that time was the chief of staff to Barack Obama, didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But Nancy Pelosi insisted. Barack Obama was not sure. Nancy Pelosi insisted. She said it can be done. Uh, the White House wasn't sure. She did it. Right. Uh, I mean, this is amazing. This is leadership. You taught me leadership. Well, it, it really is uh, leadership. And she deserves a huge amount of credit. And here's my idea. The next, uh, the next House... Mm -hmm. The House builds. Right. You know, the con Congress has you have the Cannon and Longworth and Rayburn office buildings, those three office buildings. The next one is going to be the Pelosi office building. Ooh. And they've been talking about building a fourth uh, building for, for since 1975. Uh, it's in the works. It's the Pelosi office building. I love it. Well, Good. it's not a big deal, but it's... Yeah, but well, I don't know, put a brick down or whatever one does in a I, I, capital I, campaign. I think that's the least... <laughs> we can do. It's the least... We can do. Uh, um, so okay. there's a lot of celebration, and particularly in contrast to Kevin McCarthy. Yes. Who's the next speaker. Mm, buckle up. I mean, talk about lack of leadership. I mean, he's just barely holding on. Uh, the freedom, the so-called Freedom Caucus, mm -hmm. the right-wing Trump Republicans are going to make life very difficult for him. Uh, and Trump, obviously, because he's out there as a candidate now, is going to do everything to whip the Freedom Caucus that whips Kevin McCarthy. So you've got a perfect awfulness. Mm. And so they're leading. We still have to, we're, they're going to do a recount for Bobert, by the way. Um, but they're focusing on Hunter's laptop. I mean, really? Hunter's this is... laptop and, and Af Afghanistan. I mean, Afghanistan, I can see maybe there's something that they could get out of that Hunter's laptop. I, I mean, in contrast to everything else that this country is is struggling with. Uh, it's just it's just a bad joke, mm. a very, very bad joke. I know. And you mentioned the Freedom Caucus and Donald Trump announced officially. Yes. And it was a big yawn. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, uh, you know, the, the Republican Party uh, is obviously fractured between the Trumpers and the 
anti-everybody but Trumper, uh, anybody but Trumper. But it's important to realize that the fracture is really a class fracture. That is, the Wall Street Journal, a Rupert Murdoch version of the Republican Party, uh, and the corporate version of the Republican Party, they are all against Trump now. Uh, and <clears throat> that conversion of Rupert Murdoch is very significant. Uh, but the base of the Republican Party, which yeah. is the Republican Party, and that is Trump's Repo Republican Party, uh, that is unmoving. That is unswerving. That is loyal to Trump. It's not going to change. That is the biggest albatross. Right for the Republicans. Now, I saw that Warnock's campaign is putting out a lot of ads that are connecting Trump and Walker, obviously. But is there a, I mean, there's, it's hopefully the polling, is it a good thing that he's well, running I mean, again? I, I mean, what's the, the I mean, it's, good it's, side? I think uh, the, yeah. the good side is obviously the Warnock, you know, and Warnock, the people around Warnock understand that in Georgia, uh, Trump is very unpopular right. and he's unpopular around the country, uh, but that doesn't seem to matter. Um, I mean, in terms of the next two years, that's right. what we're really talking about. Right. Uh, if Warnock becomes a senator, yes, that's great for the Senate. That means the mansion and cinema don't have as much power as they would have before. It's a Democratic Senate, but it's still, you have this Trump Republican House getting more Trumpy. Right. Uh, and that is a huge. It's just a huge problem for the country. Nothing is going to happen over the next two years. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, you could have some executive orders, some regulatory interpretations. Uh, you, you have this, you know, awful Supreme Court uh, who's going to limit exactly what the executive branch can do in all those respects. Uh, but meanwhile, you've got this, uh, this, this, this Trump thing, uh, which just lives on. Right, right. Um, the other thing, so yesterday I had a meeting with the team where they we said, oh, we need to talk for five minutes, please, because if Twitter implodes, let's make sure we've saved everything we've ever done on Twitter. Twitter is imploding. <laughs> I know. I, I said, mean, this is, I mean, this is where we are. Uh, Twitter, talk to us about Musk. Well, it's 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 interesting that we, we, for years, we idealized this notion of disruption, you know, to be a disruptive Ooh, character. Yeah. Oh, Silicon then, Valley. No well, one does then it better. Well, then came, I mean, Trump was the great disruptor. Mm -hmm. We saw what happened there. Uh, and now we have Elon Musk, uh, who is disrupting by basically destroying. Uh, Musk must have assumed that he could treat Twitter employees the same way he treated employees at Tesla uh, or any, any place else, mm -hmm. you know, basically like turds. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't treat employees who are engineers who are well-educated, who are baby, you know, who are, who are kids. I was starting to say baby boomers, but really, babies. really babies. You can't treat them as badly as you treat your factory workers. I mean, Not it's bad you, enough I you're know. treating your factory workers badly. Uh, but, uh, but Musk is now, has to be learning uh, that this asset, this $44 billion asset uh, is very fragile. It's right. all human capital. All human capital. When you buy an asset that's human capital, uh, right. it can disappear in a day. And they're is, so specialized, and they're not fungible. I mean, they're right? Not, they're not fungible. You can't just substitute an, any garden variety engineer for somebody who's there. And yet, because they are living in an area of the country where there are many jobs that do use their skills, uh, they can get other jobs. Right. So... Uh, it's a balance of power against Elon Musk. Right. And I don't know, uh, by the time uh, you, uh, by the time we get through the weekend, uh, it could be the Twitter is over. I know. 
It's wild. Well, it's so, well for our democracy, Heather. Right. Because Twitter is not just an asset and it's not just a business. It really has become a piece of our of our small d democracy. Mm-hmm. Which gets the, the whole the whole notion that you can have the richest person in the world buy a chunk of our communications technology that is so critical to our democracy is absurd. Right. And so seven senators wrote a letter to the FTC, right? Yeah. They said essentially, uh, uh, you know, the, you, you've got to look at this. There's a consent disc- de- decree already that uh, Twitter has negotiated with the Federal Trade Commission about privacy and about information. Uh, and there's no way that you, Twitter, are going to be able to uphold this consent decree if you, all your people right. who are in charge of privacy and safety and everything else, uh, have left. Uh, and uh, the FTC is concerned. The senators are concerned. Uh, Ed Markey uh, is kind of taking the lead on this. And Ed Markey uh, made it very, very clear to Elon Musk that uh, democracy is different from running even, you know, a, a, a space uh, organization. Right. You know. Rocket science. It's rocket science. That's right. <laughs> rocket science is different from, and, and a, a democracy is more complicated than rocket science. This is going to play out, I think, pretty quickly. But it is. It's so interesting because it's a case study in hubris. It's a case study in oligarchy. It's a case study in... In money and democracy, yeah. uh, you know, cap the kind of... Uh, it's the extreme capitalism. You know, here you have... Uh, the incarnation of the 19th century robber baron mm-hmm. in Elon Musk. Uh, he's, he's hero worshipped. You know, he's, he's, there's a cult of Musk, just like there is a cult of Trump. And there is an overlap, but they're different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, these heroes, these cultish heroes, really are, uh, are, are just hubris. Right. You know, you just peel away everything else. Um, there, there's some talent there. Obviously, Elon Musk is a talented engineer, just as Trump is a talented con man. Uh, but, you know, you, you take away the talent and what do you have? You just have ego, hubris, the idea that they can do anything. Right. Uh, they can disrupt anything. Right. So you're not doing Thanksgiving with Musk this year. Well, he invited me, but I don't really think we're going to do it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Thanksgiving. I hope you take a break. I might take a break. Should no, we take a break? No, no, we're not. We have a lot of work to do. We have a... Uh, uh, but have a good Thanksgiving. You too, and everyone out there on Substack. Everybody out here, uh, you, you, everybody, just take a break. It's been, it's been crazy making. So have fun. Good luck to you. Uh, we're gonna get some music. Let's do it. I'm gonna do this one. Okay, uh, Heather. It's been a pleasure. Oh, what a nice, what a nice choice. Terry Whitstone. Terry, Terry Whitstone. Lee. Terry Lee Whitstone. Terry, Terry Lee. Okay, this is our Thanksgiving gift to all of you. Thank you. From all of us. Thank you.